How you doing tonight, Mark? I am tired, but good. How are you? I'm doing well for the most part. Yeah? I, I've had something that's been on my mind now for a, a number of days, and I think I'm just going to... We'll do this on the podcast. So, as you know, for the fa- for the past, I don't know, couple of months, I've had a beard that has been vaguely passable I've been thinking a lot about my facial hair recently and tonight before recording the podcast I decided to do something about it um and so at the moment I have slightly less of a beard I immediately before recording I shaved my beard into a bit of a admittedly slightly gross looking goatee so question okay are goatee like is a goatee considered a subspecies of beard because i don't think of it that way Mm. i don't know do we need a google goatee no i'm I'm just i'm just curious because you said you partially have a beard but i would say that if all you have left is a goatee you don't have a, a beard at all okay i have facial hair okay is that a better descriptor? I mean, it's it's less wrong, in my opinion. I have facial hair that doesn't include any hair on my cheeks. Sure. Okay. Over the past couple of weeks, I've been growing tired of the beard, and I decided it's time to go. Um, and so, as I mentioned, tonight I started shaving it off, and I figured I'll deal with the consequences later and do whatever I see fit after we finish recording Mm -hmm. but one of the things that i'm struggling with is um like growing the beard in the first place was something that was a bit out of my comfort zone because like growing up all the way through middle school high school ever since like i started growing a tiny bit of facial hair i've always been super clean shaven and that's just been like part of my brand um and then kind of in entering into adulthood, it was something that I was just kind of like, ah, F it, let's go, let's see what happens. I'm just going to start growing crap on my face and see how I look because I don't really care that much at this point. And if people think I look kind of weird for a while, I can deal with that because I don't really care, honestly. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of what led me to the point of having a beard And recently in my life, I've been trying to do a lot of things that, like, push me out of my comfort zone because I feel like situations where I'm out of my comfort zone, they push me to, I don't know, like, be a better person or whatever that crap is. Like, they push me to grow and kind of confront things that I'm uncomfortable with. And so something that I'm uncomfortable with is, like, not looking in a way that makes me totally presentable or that like that makes me feel slightly less confident in my appearance i guess and i would say having a goatee or any any facial hair less than a full beard at the moment i'm slightly uncomfortable with it and at the moment i'm trying to decide am i gonna go for like a day or two with facial hair before I shave the rest of it off. Because by the end of the week, it's all gone. But there's a couple days here where I'm like, 
should I just do this to like have fun with it and to kind of like push me out of my comfort zone and stuff? I don't know. It's something that's been on my mind kind of all day, and I was curious to get your opinion on it. The, the things that come to mind are like the issue of doing something to quote unquote get yourself out of your comfort zone, but just kind of doing it for the sake of it. You know, mm-hmm. like like when I think of getting out of my comfort zone, it's strictly a, I should do this because it will have an actual benefit for me. Mm-hmm. And if you can convince yourself that going to work with a gross blonde goatee, <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not going to do you any favors by making it sound any better than I think it will look. <laughs> Um, Mark, you, this is why we're friends. I appreciate blunt honesty. <laughs> if you uh, do it and you think that it will help you grow in some actual real way, whether that's uh, more humility than you already have as a junior member of the staff um, <laughs> or whatever else, then, like, fine. You know, like, if you have a good reason for it, I think then, yeah, just go for it. Because, like, it's just going to be eight hours and then you'll go home and then everybody will forget within a week, probably. Um, yeah. So then it's not really a big deal. Uh, but if it's just like, oh, I just want to do this weird thing because it's weird and whatever. Like, then that's dumb. <laughs> like, I'm not going to go to work wearing something that I'm totally not comfortable <laughs> with. Just because, oh, it'll get me out of my comfort zone. It's like, no, like, I am who I am, and it would be very weird. Uh, People wouldn't really know what to do if I showed up wearing, I don't know, it doesn't matter. Just something very unusual for me. That's uncomfortable for me. It's uncomfortable for the people around me. (laughs) And it's, I mean, just facial hair, it's not the same thing, obviously. Yeah. Uh, It's It's a bit more. It's not like wearing a tutu to work or anything. Yeah. Or like footy pajamas. Yeah. Uh, so, so in that case, it's pretty, it's pretty low um, cost, I think, to just do it. But I don't think that there's a like. You don't you, think there's a reward at the end of the tunnel? No, not really. I mean, granted, there there are many things that you do that don't seem to have a reward at the end, other than your own amusement. And if you can when find you, amusement you... in this, then that's fine. In that statement, when you use the word you, do you just mean, like, you as, like, people in general or me specifically? No, you specifically. (laughs) What do you... Do you have examples of that? Because I'm really curious. I don't know. I think it's just an impression that I have. Okay. That's mostly it. Like, you just kind of... um, I'm comparing you to someone like Mikhail. No, as in Mikhail is very much like a, at least on on the surface, he comes off as someone who is very like, I'm going to do this because I can see a direct benefit, and so I'm going to work at it. Okay. And that's sort of the thought process, like the sort of linear thought process. And obviously, he's not like that with everything, and not everything that could be improved is improved, but, you know, whatever. Uh-huh. Um, that seems to be the more overriding thought process that he has. And I just don't see that in you in the same way. So you're uh, saying that Mikhail is more logical than I am? Well, I mean, yeah, that's uh, you could you could uh, 
I mean, I didn't okay. need to say that. We already knew okay. that. Okay. Mikhail is more logical than most of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In a lot of cases. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm just saying, like, or maybe it's just a value judgment. Like, uh, granted, Mikhail does have a different side of him, like, no shave November when he has his nasty, nasty mustache. <laughs> uh, I've never been think, comfortable with that either. <laughs> I don't know. I think it looks fun. I think he has a good time with it. So, like, I have no problem with it. I'm not saying I have a a problem against like him or anything. Like, I'm not telling him not to do it in any also, real way. Shout out to Mikhail. He can grow a mad mustache in one month. He can. That he can. But yeah, I don't know. I say, I say, if you want to, then you know, whatever. You have my blessing, I guess. Okay. And I guess I'll hear the results in the future. But yeah, we'll see. Like I don't, I don't see much gain for any particular reason. Like <laughs> any more. Like it's 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 not any more than like being like. Oh, you know, I'm going to go get my hair cut tomorrow, but instead I'm just going to have them stop halfway so I have a mohawk and then go into work for a day with that and then finish getting my head cut, like my haircut. Like, it's the same dumb that thing. That sounds like a great idea. That sounds so not, fun. Not for me. Like, that's just not my thing. And so I'd never do that. <laughs> and if it and if it amuses you and you get some joy out of that, then that's fine. Uh, but I wouldn't do it personally. Hence my mm-hmm. stance on this. Okay. Okay. I appreciate your honest opinion on this topic. My pleasure. Question for you. Yeah. How much are you moving away and towards your microphone in the past minute? Oh, probably a lot. Yeah, let's try and let's try and bring that back under control. Okay. I'll... Once once the microphone is plugged in, we actually have to use it too. <laughs> yeah, I've been turning my head a lot. It's still light out, which I'm not necessarily used to, um, so I keep looking out the window that's next to me, and I'll try to be better at that. Sorry, I'm going to have to like mail you a boom stand so that you just stop being terrible at this. That's not going to help. You need to mail me like, some no, sort of like homemade... No, it will help because it's consistently closer to your mouth. Uh, okay. That's what we need. You just it's, need to hire someone to hold a microphone in front of my mouth. Oh, that's not helpful at all. That won't help. <laughs> you should do it. <laughs> no. Should I post an ad on Craigslist for it? I mean, that's up to you. That would be hilarious. You currently don't spend any money on this podcast, so you probably so, could. <laughs> okay. Are you? Is that your sneaky way of saying we need to share the cost of this podcast? No, I'm just saying that if you're going to spend money on it, you could either buy a boom stand or you could have a recurring a boom stand for about $15 or a recurring cost of having someone hold a mic in front of you <laughs> or have me really be annoyed every single week when I have to edit. None of those options sound good. Well, I think the boom stand option sounds much better than anything else. Okay. Personally. We'll think about it. Because that that is what that that is what spent costs the most time when editing, is fixing your volume on everything. Okay. When you jump from nine decibels to literally two seconds later, like, or negative nine decibels, I guess, and then jump immediately to like negative fifty six. 
Mm-hmm. Like you just dramatically become impossible to hear. And if I make it too loud, then it just sounds totally garbled. Yeah. Very frustrating. When you come visit, I'll just make you watch me edit an episode. <laughs> no, can we please not do that? My time with you is precious when I come and visit. No, we won't. Besides, you're not even visiting during a time where that would make sense. I know. that's That was the goal of setting those days. Yeah. I chose the only days of the week that didn't make sense to edit When I visit you, I'll just visit you on a Tuesday and make you watch. <laughs> oh, you are the... That's not going to happen. I don't believe you. That's fine. I am a man of my bluff. word. But I work all week, so you're not going to visit me on a Tuesday. I'll just hang out in your apartment. That sounds like a crappy vacation, but okay. <laughs> I don't even want to just hang out in my apartment, but if you want to do it, it's your, your vacation days. Okay. Let's get going. Okay. Grant has brought Stone Soup by Jan Elliott. Uh, a uh, mother is uh, holding open a door, peeking into the bedroom of uh, presumably two sisters, maybe, an older one and a younger one. The mother says, Holly, Alex, can we talk? And the older one says, what did we do now? And the mom says, nothing. I was just wondering if you cared if I had a more serious romantic involvement and the older daughter says we're good with it but I think Phil's gonna be mad and the mom says holding her head in her hands with Phil a more serious relationship with Phil (laughs) very funny (laughs) I'm glad you thought so so, uh, <laughs> uh, okay. First, is your I, is your I mom speci- having becoming in a, in a more serious relationship with your dad no, or something? No, and I I knew you were gonna go there. <laughs> well, Can I have you take another guess at where I'm taking this, and then I'll tell you where I'm taking this because I have a specific direction that you're never gonna guess. Probably, um, but. I mean, the other obvious one that it would never be is your own personal relationship. <laughs> Whoa! Uh, well, I'm just Whoa. saying, like, I don't think that you would totally air everything out on the podcast. That's all I'm saying. Okay, so that wasn't just some like shots fired, like no, no, not like you're no never going to have a relationship. Care about just, Grant. No, no, that's okay. not what I'm saying at all. Because um, that's what it sounded like. No. I was like, "Okay, Mark thinks that I'm incapable of having a serious relationship with another human being. He so, thinks that I am a disaster." So my other guess is, um. The what did we do now? Is that it? What did we do now? No. Does it have anything? Okay. That was my only other guess. Okay. What you, What are you talking about? So, it seems like in this comic, as I was reading it, this mom is kind of having a somewhat uncomfortable conversation with her children. And it seems to center around um, kind of the changing of relationships. And kind of transitioning from between different stages of the relationships between like her and her children and her talking about, I don't know, relationships with her children, whatever. So one thing that I've been thinking about recently a lot is 
my relationship with my parents, actually, and how that has changed over time. Because from, and my parents might have a very different view of this, but from, like, my perspective, I feel like my relationship with my parents has changed dramatically since, like, junior year of high school grant. Mm-hmm. And it, it's something that has been kind of fascinating to me. And I was just curious if, like, first of all, if you think that has – how has your relationship changed with your parents recently in the past – I don't know, six, seven years. Hmm. I mean, that's not really recently. That's like a quarter of my life. Um, Good point. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, I mean, it's hard for me to think about how it changed throughout college. Um, Can I interrupt you? Yeah. Do you think that your relationship with your parents changed throughout college, or do you think it changed after college? Well, this is what I'm going to say. I'm sure it changed somewhat throughout college just because I wasn't home all the time and that just changes things no matter what. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's definitely less of an obvious change as what it feels like now that I've completely moved away. Uh, that definitely feels like a more distinct change like since after college, for sure. Mm-hmm. So... You feel like there's been a distinct change since you moved away. Do you mm-hmm. mind like characterizing that change or describing it at all? Um, I mean, part of it is just talking a bit more openly about whatever. Uh, like, I mean, part of it is things are a bit more relatable in terms of stuff that I have to talk about. Mm-hmm. Like, my parents were always interested in what I did in college, but I think that it was much harder to communicate in any reasonable way what I was doing in any given class than, say, the ins and outs of a normal day at work. Yeah. Because that's stuff that, oh, my parents have been dealing with work stuff for many more years than the last time they went to school. And Mm -hmm. it's a lot easier for them to connect, even if they aren't necessarily connecting with, like, the intricacies of everything that I do. It's like, oh, here's a finished product of stuff that you can understand. Like, this is stuff that I work on, and I can tell you about the people that I work with and the weird office stuff that happens. And they're like, oh, we know, we understand office things, you know? Mm -hmm. So part of it is just that level of relatability. Part of it is also just, I don't know, a a difference in, uh, I don't know, I guess affection is probably the right word. Like, my dad and I, now in addition to giving each other a handshake, we also hug. Uh, sort of like a handshake while hugging with one arm sort of a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and my mom like calls more frequently than she did when I was in college, or at least that's how it feels. Um, sort of depends, but, uh, I think she definitely, it's, I mean, that's also affected by like, okay, now she's basically an empty nester. Um, but because I'm the furthest away, I think that she, uh, feels more comfortable or readily calls more frequently to just talk about whatever. So yeah, I think it, I think it's just a different, a slightly different dynamic overall. Um, characterized by, I don't know if it's just an increase in comfort, like a, a bit more openness now that it's like, okay, I'm not the kid anymore. 
Yeah, I... For me, I feel like I've... I want to say, like, I've undergone a dramatic shift with my relationship with my parents, but, like, looking back on it and, like, examining those words, it hasn't been dramatic. But, like, high school grant, I didn't, like, talk much with my parents about, like, what's going on in my life, how things are going, all that jazz. But one of the things that I've I've really appreciated as I've transitioned to becoming more of a real adult, kind of as college went on, but now a lot more as college has been ending, I feel like my parents have been viewing me more as a real adult. And especially my mother will ask me more like kind of serious questions about life and like what's been going on in my life. Um, and I guess more, like, serious about, like, how I'm doing. Not just the, like, oh, like, how are you doing, Grant, sort of questions. Like, I don't, I can't even think of a really good example right now. But it's the type of questions that, uh, I feel like, I don't know. I'm describing this very poorly, and I apologize. But I feel like my parents have been much more recognizing, like, my autonomy. Uh, oh god i'm gonna frick up words um autonomy as like an adult and have been doing a really good job of like respecting that um and understanding that i'm like i'm an adult and i'm gonna make my own decisions and kind of do what i want to do and so it's it's felt like a really weird... I don't know why it's felt weird, but it's felt like a weird change. Um, one example is that... That just kind of exemplified this for me was that this weekend I was on the phone with my parents. Um, and I was talking with them about some of the trips that I've taken we- recently. And for the past couple months, I I haven't really been home on the weekends very much because nearly every weekend in the past almost two months at this point, I've either gone somewhere or someone has visited me. Mm-hmm. And so it's been a lot of kind of like traveling and doing things and all that jazz. And I was kind of talking with my parents about like some of the trips that I've taken and stuff like that. And there was one point where I mentioned, it just like came up and my parents already knew this, that like, on a couple of my trips on my like drive out to wherever my destination was I had camped in a Walmart parking lot so I'd slept in my car in a Walmart parking lot and we started talking about the fact that I'd done this and it was something that my mom recognizes like I'm almost, like, surprised that I'm totally okay with you doing this because I recognize that you're, like, a smart young man and that you've done the due diligence to make sure that this is, like, an okay thing for you to do. You have permission from the store that you're camping at and all that jazz. But, like, a couple years ago, I would have been really nervous with you doing this and I would have been kind of freaked out with you even suggesting that you were going to do this. Mm Mm-hmm. And kind of that point in the conversation was something that I guess really showed me that my parents have 
I don't know if it's been a change in how I view my relationship with my parents, but it's maybe been a change in how they view their relationship with me as their son, and that maybe they trust me more? I don't know. But that they understand that they raised me in a way that was going to, like, build me to be somewhat responsible, at least, and kind of do what I needed to do to make sure I didn't, like, die or whatever. And kind of them trusting in that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's something that, like, looking back on it, it's like, I feel like as a parent that would be really hard. But as a young adult, I'm like, yeah, that's something that should be done, like, automatically. Like, <laughs> you know? No, I mean, I think that it, to some extent it's both a sign of good parenting to be able to make that transition and be okay with it. And I'll probably to some parents, almost a sense of relief. Like, I think that I, I know, well, I'm not going to say I know, but I can sense from my parents. Like, okay, you know, my older sister, she has a steady job. She has a fiance. I have a steady job. I moved across the country and have survived pretty easily by myself so far. Uh, my little sister has a good boyfriend and she's graduating this winter and, uh, almost for sure has a job lined up and my parents are probably now in the almost like relief mode of like we did it (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. like uh obviously like we're not done being parents but we're done with the main chunk of turning them into people Mm -hmm. and supporting them as they figure out how to be a person in their own way uh and i and i whether they have that long viewpoint the entire time or if it's just entirely subconscious I'd have to imagine that that's part of it mm-hmm. it's just a alright like they're, they're making it we can see and acknowledge now uh, whether it's entirely just like oh we have this societal marker that we agree on of a completing college as this good thing um, but in either case you know you and your sister are doing well and so we can sort of feel relaxed a bit more about everything mm-hmm. that's kind of my guess or at least it's the it's the vibe that i get from my parents mm-hmm. so okay yeah the other thing that came up on my phone call with my parents this weekend was the fact that at some point in the near future, I'm going to be coming out and visiting you. And it was the first, or it was the first time that I mentioned this to my parents. And it gave me very distinct insight onto how my parents view my relationship with you, which was very interesting. Oh, please tell. (laughs) (laughs) My mom was so thrilled when she heard that I was like, that I'd booked a flight to come out and visit you. And it was very interesting to me to hear how how happy she was for me. And she's like, oh, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you're going out to visit Mark. He he seems like such a good influence on you and all that jazz. And I was like, <laughs> okay, okay. Now I know exactly what you think about Mark. <sighs> I mean, she's not yeah. wrong. Ooh. I thought I would give your ego a little bit of a boost there, but. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was really interesting to me to see a little bit of a window 
into how my parents view like some of my relationships with other people because this mm-hmm. is this has happened a couple other times since I graduated of like me mentioning like oh I'm like gonna visit so and so or oh I'm gonna I just talked with so and so and had a really good conversation or whatever but this was one of the most distinct moments where it was like I mentioned to my parents that I was going out to visit you and like my mom my mom seemed like really excited and like really happy she was like oh you're gonna have such a great time like Mark's such a good guy he seems so nice and I'm like okay mom like it sounds like you wish Mark was your son but okay I don't think so I've I I'm still not convinced I've met your parents I I honestly don't know if you have like did, did you did you have a grad party <laughs> Yeah, I did. And okay, I'm then I came sure, to that, and like, then I'm pretty maybe sure you I and Aaron came, and I'm pretty sure you said hi to them. I don't know if they knew who you were. Yeah, but like, my reputation precedes me. <laughs> you're you're an important enough part of my life that like when I talk with my parents less than weekly, you tend to come up like, oh mm-hmm. yeah, like I recorded a podcast with Mark, like da 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 da. And so I think they've, in their minds, they've established you as kind of like a, I don't know, like an important person in my life or an important mm-hmm. influence on my life, whatever. But it was interesting to see kind of a bit of their opinion of people that I associate with because it's something that I didn't get a lot of in early college and late high school because I didn't really share a lot of that stuff with my parents. Yeah, that's true. I think another part of it is, I mean, something we've talked about, but, or, I mean, related to stuff that we've talked about, but I think that, you know, parents have a pretty good read on friendships and, you know, they'll have their opinions. And my my parents, more times than not, tended to have a pretty good read on the people that, uh, like, I hung out with and my sisters hung out with. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was lucky enough that almost everybody that I hung out with ended up being super nice and I'm still friends with them my sisters you know was a bit more touch and go at times uh, but in either case my parents are pretty spot on and I think that they uh, sense you know okay you know we're out of college now they, they understand the uh, nature of more adult relationships once you're out of a uh, an inherently social environment like college mm-hmm and so, you know, when you talk about me or like I talk about you and I talk about Jack and Mikhail and stuff and I mean, my parents know Jack very well, but they don't, I, uh, maybe they've met Mikhail once or something, you know, like I've, mm-hmm. I just have a few friends, like uh, another CA, a CA friend of mine, Brandon, I, like I went on a spring break trip with him maybe before my parents had ever met him or maybe my parents had met him once. Mm-hmm. And so I just, like, I have some of these people that my parents have never really met just because I don't, like, have people over or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, they come up and parents latch onto that, you know. Uh, so I think that, that that that's definitely part of it. Mm-hmm. Is someone comes up frequently with a positive association and, you know, your parents have nothing to go with but that. Yeah. You know, so you can really throw them for a loop and call them... <laughs> this week and just be like god mark was just such an asshole this week (laughs) (laughs) no i'm not gonna do that but good idea (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, yeah, it's interesting. Mm. Parents are interesting. Yeah. Mm. So, are you feeling like we should move on? I guess so. I'm really excited about my comic. Oh, God. I'm so happy that I remembered that this comic exists in the oh, world. There's so many words, Mark. <laughs> it's so funny. So, I just want to say... Before I look at it, because I'm not going to be able to like read through all the words before I present this, are is it important for me to do so, or can I just guess? What do you mean? Like, no, the do words I are to... hard. I know, but like, do I need? Is there like a twist at the end that's going to throw me off, like some past comics? No, it Where should like... be pretty straightforward. The one thing that I want to point out, just for your sake, is that in this comic. Uh, up to a rounding error this guy posts three comics a week and every single comic is just these six panels he just changes the dialogue really yep these aren't (laughs) drawn by him he just like has the images and has been doing this for like 15 years (laughs) oh that's great (laughs) yeah so proceed So, Mark's comic for this week is Dinosaur Comics by Ryan North, um, which I guess the dialogue is by Ryan North, and who knows who drew it. Maybe he did? But so, there appears to be... The main character in this comic appears to be a green T-Rex, question mark? Yeah. So, the green T-Rex says, Guys, it's totally easy... To predict the future, observe. In the future, the general public will be given ample opportunities to purchase the solid gold hits of this, our current decade. The future, guys. In the future, portrayals by other of our shared past will infringe upon our memories of it. And people will... And people born after our time will only understand it through the shorthand aspects of cultural consensus found in the media, just like how everyone in the two in the twenties was a flapper. Another dinosaur exclaims, "Exactly as said." First dinosaur stomps on a log cabin. <laughs> the first dinosaur says, or a third dinosaur says, in the future, our actions and beliefs will be evaluated by standards we didn't have. The first dinosaur replies, no doubt. In the future, we'll solve the old problems, but we'll also have new problems. Third dinosaur replies, also, we'll still have some of the old problems. The first dinosaur says, the future, ladies and gentlemen. And later he replies, man, I forgot to predict the friggin' rocket boots. <laughs> what? I'm so confused because I was so concentrated on what the heck was going on in that comic. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> please, please, listeners, like, take the time to stop the podcast right here and look up this comic. Please do. I... I did not do it justice because I was so focused on not messing up too many words. Okay, so the short version is this I'm the T Rex so is claiming 
it's easy to predict the future and then follows it up with a bunch of predictions that are obviously true because they've been happening for years and years. Okay. You know, in the future, the general public will be able to buy the current media that we have, the current yeah. very popular media, and the small dinosaur says, and in the future, um, you know, everything that we do is going to be, a cha- like, what we do is going to be por- portrayed in a different way based on the future. Mm-hmm. You know, like, we imprint on the 20s that we have a bunch of flappers and, like, rich people and stuff, even though it's not necessarily accurate. Yeah. Yeah. So stuff like that. And part of it is that, believe it or not, this was one of the easier comics to read that I was able to find from this guy, but I just really wanted to share one. <laughs> and I know that I knew that I would have to share it because uh, you would never come across this comic on accident. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, but also, I was just kind of curious, uh, more almost in the last part where the T-Rex upset says i forgot to predict friggin rocket boots <laughs> oh, which i just find so funny <laughs> you see it's like an ironic twist on the entire comic rant okay <laughs> yeah he's predicting all of these historically based of course this is going to happen in the future and then comedically he says also i predict rocket boots <laughs> okay <laughs> So I was curious, uh, what te- <laughs> what technology do you predict or do you want to exist in the future? I don't freaking know. Let's say consumer technology. So oh, what would gosh. you like want to buy and have in your house? Or your apartment for that matter? Um, trash can that swipes crap off my counters and just throws in the trash regardless of if I want it there or not. Like a three-dimensional Roomba? <laughs> yes! A 3D Roomba! Oh my god! <laughs> that would be amazing! It has like caterpillar tracks that can just like go up walls and counters. <laughs> with like with like suction cups like an octopus an yeah. octopus Roomba <laughs> That would be yes, quite the thing. That. Yeah? Um, that's what I'm going with because... <laughs> You're going with that specifically? I don't know. I'm, like, staring at my kitchen right now as I have a bunch of, like, crap on the counter that, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to, like, clean this up. But, like, also, like, most of it can just go in the garbage. And it would really simplify my life to just, like, throw it all in the garbage. And just have the robot make that decision for you? Yeah. You just say, make all the decisions. Don't ask me. Don't give me push notifications asking. No, no. Would I you want, like to? Would you like me to throw this away with a little picture of it? I want push notifications. Actually, I. You do. I. I'm very uncomfortable with giving up all control to artificial intelligence. Yeah. Um. But that that's a whole nother bigger conversation, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> it, we we don't have time in these two and a half minutes that we have left here to to discuss artificial intelligence and our feelings on it would you ever get like a an echo or something like that ever probably yes at this point f no why not mainly because i don't want a live mic running in my apartment 24 7 
What about an Apple HomePod? Is that a thing? I yeah. I don't keep up enough on technology. I don't even know what that is. Okay, it's Apple's version of an Echo, except it's fancier, and and the whole point is that it's really good speakers. No. It's probably more expensive than an Echo and probably does pretty much the same things. Yep. Not that I'm like crapping on <laughs> Apple for their for their whole business model centered around that. But Yep, but you are correct. They are approximately six times the price of a small Echo. Yeah. I think you can get Echoes now for like fifty dollars. Yeah. Like an Echo Dot or whatever, and home pods are around three hundred. Oof duh. Yeah. I actually kind of like, like, uh, my roommate won a free Google Home thing. Mm-hmm. And I actually kind of like it. Like, I think that it's a pretty decent thing. We don't use okay. it much. I think that he, at some point, uh, repurposed whatever cable was powering it for his own uses, so it hasn't been used in months. But mm-hmm. for the brief period of time that we had it plugged in in our kitchen, I would use it. I would, like, connect to it and listen to podcasts while, like, making food and stuff. I actually kind of liked it. Okay. Just for that. And the live mic thing, I mean, it's essentially what your phone is. Yeah, it's, it's in reality, you know. I know I made a big deal about it, but, like, if you're really concerned about it, like... <laughs> You've already <you're>, lost. <laughs> yeah, you're already screwed, because, yeah. let's be real, the capabilities of all the devices we have around us, like, if someone wants to spy on you, they're already spying on you. Yeah. Again... That is a conversation for another day. I think I'd like a microphone holder that I just attached to your neck. You'd like that of me? Yeah, for you, like a microphone gimbal. Why? So that our podcast would be better recorded? Yeah. Because I keep looking around even though I promise to face towards my microphone more? Yep. <laughs> okay, that that's that's probably smart. At I'm sorry. Got, at least we got good audio of you struggling to read that comic because I could just picture you intensely staring at your computer as you try to parse what you're saying. <laughs> I was so focused in like trying to predict what was going to happen and like how to deal with inflection <laughs> and all that crap. And I was just like, oh no, I'm butchering this. I'm butchering this. And it felt like it went on forever because there were so yeah, many words. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh. so sorry to all our listeners for having to listen through that. Please just look at the comic and skip through that that like minute to minute and a half of me trying to read. But it is really funny to just click random on this comic and just have the same thing come up every single time just with different words. <laughs> and like maybe sometimes something is zoomed in slightly more than another thing, but it's almost exactly the same every single time. Oh my god, I'm doing it now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great. Mm-hmm.